Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dizzix Season 2, Episode 35. Oh, God, I need to find something else to do there. <laughs> this week, we are heading down to Winter Haven, Florida for another Home Park Hoedown episode. We are going to Florida's first theme park, Cypress Gardens, or better known as today, Legoland, Florida. So grab some bricks and start building your way into this theme park into this home park hoedown episode <laughs> let's get started so joining me today uh this week i mean uh to talk all about their home park is ant welcome hi hey welcome and back welcome back really yes. not just welcome but welcome back um and thank you for being on i really appreciate it thank I you am, for having me you're welcome i am very excited to talk about this park because this is a park i've never been to um and I'm just, I, I have, I'm interested in the history of this park plus what it currently has. Because um, although it's part of a chain now, it's, it, it's, it's the most unique of the Legoland parks in my personal opinion, or what I find to be very unique. So I'm very excited to uh, discuss this. Yeah, unique's a word to use. Um, <laughs> uh, spoilers for some of my thoughts ahead, I guess, but... Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because we've never talked about a park that a lot of people have loved as two different entities. Uh, most parks are just kind of like they always were what they were, but with this park, it's it's not, and I think that's gonna be really interesting to talk about. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's interesting because like because uh, I was thinking about it too. There's a lot of parks that kind of like evolve over time and become a different beast than they were whenever they like originally opened, but they're usually still tied to their original like basis. But I feel like Legoland Florida is one that like literally built on top of like a pre-existing park, but yet completely changed it while keeping a lot of infrastructure at the same time. It's really weird. I don't think I've seen a park do something like that before. No, exactly. And that's why I thought that's like when you reached out about this, I was super excited because like, you know, Kings Island has always been Kings Island. Holiday World, though a name change, has always fundamentally been Santa Claus Land Holiday World. Uh, you know, uh, Cedar Point has always fundamentally been Cedar Point. And so that's what I think this park is just so unique and really interesting. So I'm really excited to start or to talk about it. So let's go ahead and get started, and let's start with your history with the park. Tell us about, you know, growing up and going to this park so often. Well, actually, I have a little bit of the short history of the park itself. I felt like that was important to talk about because this actually has a lot of, like, deep roots within Florida history. I don't think a lot of people talk about it, so I want to talk about it. Of course. Um, I have notes. I'm trying to figure out what I do with my notes. There they are. Um, so don't I, forget I... to turn those in at the end of the essay, plus your visual aid. I'll grade that. Alrighty, well, I'm going to have to cite my sources. Uh, I took a lot of this uh, backstory stuff from a website called, what was it, tripsavvy.com? I believe that was it, because I, I don't know this off the top of my head. I mean, I know some things, but I figured I'd probably need names and such, so it would make more sense about instead of me just saying, well, this guy did this thing once, you know? <laughs> uh, what a good history lesson. A guy did the thing, and now we got this. Yeah. 
Well, our story starts off, it's not a guy, it's actually a couple. Husband and wife entrepreneurs Richard Dick and Julie Pope. Okay, Rick Dick being the nickname, so Dick Pope, Julie Pope, should clarify. Uh, they opened up Cypress Gardens on the bank of Lake Eloise, Florida. Or Lake Eloise in Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, I'm skipping over it. I know it's in Winter Haven. Uh, in 1936. <laughs> um, I hope people could follow all the backtracking in there. But Dick and Julie opened up Cypress Gardens on Lake Eloise in Winter Haven. And it was in 1936. It had been the site of a yacht club previously, and the Popes named the park after the lovely cypress trees that rimmed the shores of the lake. So, whenever the park first opened, it was mainly just a botanical garden. So they had a lot of, like, foreign plants and stuff planted in this garden. And it's, you know, just very rich, luscious. It had a bunch of canals going through it. At some point, they offered, uh, like, actual, like, boat rides through the canals. Um, and one thing, I guess, to tie in with, like, the whole sort of history of Winter Haven, um, Winter Haven is called the Chain of Lakes City, pretty much, because there are tons of lakes really close to each other here in Winter Haven. So what they did was... They decided uh, sometime way back in the day, they wanted to transport fruit across the city. So they dug canals connecting the lakes. So a big majority of the lakes here are connected by canals. So you could travel from one side of the city to the other just by doing the canal systems with the lakes. That's really interesting. I had no idea about that. Yeah, it's really weird and it's interesting. So um, Lake Eloise is a part of the chain of lakes. So it is right there neighboring that said chain of lakes and they decided to build a garden and they kind of built a canal on one side of it and that's the botanical gardens that are Cypress Gardens. So in the 1940s, Julie Pope introduced the Southern Bells to Cypress Gardens. The Southern Bells, as you can guess, were ladies dressed up in big like hoop dresses. My dream. Uh, you, You get it? I get it and I want to be one. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so these, I honestly, I would dare say, like, this was the first, like, publicized meet and greet. Like, this was way before, like, Mickey Mouse and stuff at Disneyland. I feel like the Southern Bells were, like, the first things. It's like, come down and meet these people. It's, you know? like, it's like the Wiki Watchy Mermaids, but on land and more proper. Yes, definitely. Um, so honestly like growing up or whatever i knew people that like you know how some people are like oh when i grow up i want to be a disney princess at disney world i knew people that said when they grew up they wanted to be a southern belle at cypress gardens me i didn't even i've never been and i've seen pictures and i'm like i would love to just sit there with a fan and wave at people on a boat and just be like hi y'all how you doing (laughs) drink my sweet tea like i'm already from the south but like i just i want to be I want to be a Blanche Devereaux woman in a yeah. beautiful giant um, hoop skirt. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, um, I guess yeah, you guys get the idea of the Southern Bells. They, they were really popular. I mean, they were there throughout the whole park's history, even whenever it evolved and stuff. But also in the 1940s, the biggest thing that happened to Cypress Gardens was the Popes launched a water ski show out on the lake. So... I know at some point in history, probably a little after 1940s, they built two amphitheaters outside facing the lake and they would host a water ski show. 
and they had some of like the biggest like you know ski acts out there they were pretty famous for their pyramid uh for a while we had a pretty famous skier by the name of banana george or we called him banana george because he always dressed in yellow and he was super famous because he was one of the first people to like water ski without any skis so it would just be his bare feet on the water oh my gosh yeah that would banana. be really interesting to see. Banana George is a legend. I know he's like in a Ripley's Believe It or Not book. He's been on TV before. I met him once outside of a Verizon store. That was pretty fun. Um, what a story. Yeah. Um, he passed away a while ago. I think even before Cypress Gardens closed. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was a local legend. Like everyone kind of like knew who he was. And, you know, he had his own parking spot outside of the park. And it was all painted yellow. <laughs> and he, I think he even drew, drove around, like, in a yellow car and stuff. So, like, his car was, like, identifiable by, like, everyone in town and stuff. Because he drew, drove around in a big yellow car. He really knew how to brand himself. Exactly. He was Banana George. But um, the ski show was so popular, of course. Uh, Cypress Gardens and Winter Haven, Florida itself became the water ski capital of the world for a very long time. Um it was getting really popular in the 50s where um, it got a lot of like fame because in 1953 the movie Easy to Love was filmed there they built a pool in the gardens that is in the shape of the state of Florida and that became like a big sort of like landmark it was like oh let's see the Florida pool from the Easy to Love movie I am obsessed with that pool and I've never seen the movie I just think the pool is really cool Oh, it is cool. And then, um, apparently, I found this up out while, like, researching it. Apparently, uh, Roy Disney actually uh, visited Cypress Gardens and spoke with Dick Pope whenever they were considering um, building Disneyland out in California. That's so cool, because they did that with a lot of parks. I know they also did that with um, the owners of Knott's Berry Farm as well. And I yeah. just think that's really cool that a lot of local parks were a big influence on Disneyland and people don't realize that yeah and then um, of course in 1971 Walt Disney World started being built and the Popes were actually very like you know enthused like oh yeah Disney World's gonna drive up business which for the first couple of years it did drive up business but if you know the history of anything in Florida uh, once Disney World started getting really popular it started drawing away business from other tourist destinations and everyone just went to Disney World and nowhere else so a lot of other tourist destinations were kind of struggling. I believe the Popes gave up their ownership of the park to one of their children in the 80s. And then by 1995 to about 2003, the park was just owned by different local business owners and stuff. Um, I visited the park, I think, once in that time period, probably in 2003. And um, yeah, then it was, you know, they didn't really have a lot going on and stuff. It was pretty, you know, just plants i guess and water ski show um eventually um after the 9-11 tourist decline they had to close the park in about 2003 so for a few years um the park stayed closed for or a little over a year i guess because um if you're a georgia resident you might know the wild adventures theme park or adventure park i should say mm-hmm they bought Cypress Gardens after it closed, and they decided to turn Cypress Gardens into an adventure park. So, it says here the park reopened in 2004, and they introduced 
uh, amusement park rides, mainly flat rides, a few roller coasters, and they, you know, of course, added the name Adventure Park. In about 2005, they added a water park called Splash Island, and attendance did spike, but eventually, in about 2006, they closed, or they, in 2006, they announced bankruptcy, and then it closed for good in 2009. Um, as you know, today it is now Legoland. Legoland bought up the land after that, and they developed Legoland Florida, which Legoland Florida uses a lot of the assets from Cypress Gardens, like the whole entrance area for Legoland still uses the same old buildings that um, Cypress Gardens used. Uh, they still do a ski show at Legoland, but of course now it's um, Lego Pirates themed. Uh, the skiers are dressed up as minifigures and stuff like that. Um, the Cypress Garden Ski Troop itself actually still performs in Winter Haven at a different location, which is pretty cool. They do, like, free shows and stuff. This is before COVID. I don't know if that's affected anything or not. Um, and the gardens themselves. The Cypress Gardens are still around. The wedding gazebo is still there. They still keep up with the garden, and it's open daily, and you can go in it for free at Legoland. Well, you have it to go looks in. stunning. I just want to go ahead and say, like, I think it looks absolutely beautiful and it's something that would honestly kind of draw me to the park and uh one one neat thing i should add to the florida pool that i mentioned before Mm -hmm. um back in like the late days of cypress gardens that was like falling apart really badly but sometime in the past couple like let's say five years legoland actually restored the pool to its former glory so that was really cool i didn't think legoland would do something like that but now the florida pool is back looking like it was in the 50s and it's cool I love that. I know that there's also, I just want to go ahead and point this out. I know, I don't even know if it's still there, but I know at one point there was a Lego Southern Bell figure that was out in the the gardens, which I think is fantastic. Um, the Southern Bell Lego? Yeah. Okay, I think you cut out when you said Southern Bell. But uh, yeah, they do at least have one one at the entrance still. I don't think they have the one that was in the garden anymore, but they do have one Lego Southern Bell left. I think there should be more, but that's just me. Yeah, but... they, ha- they had one in the garden, right, like um, at like a vantage point for the gazebo, and then they had one out at the entrance with the sign that said Cypress Gardens. The one at the sign is still there, but I think they've removed the other one. Last time I was there, I don't remember seeing it. Hmm. That is a travesty, and I'm going to be filing a missing person's report. But, um, <laughs> besides all that, uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of your history with the park? Um, let's see. Um, I visited Cypress Gardens the most whenever it moves in its adventure park phase. Um, whenever, before it was the adventure park, uh, the entrance for the park was kind of in the middle of where the Adventure Park is now. Whenever the Adventure Park happened, they really expanded the land that they used for the park. Um, the entrance for it was kind of in a sinkhole, or like a former sinkhole. So there's this like sort of like big dip into the land like a sinkhole would do. But it was like fully developed and stuff because it was years after the sinkhole had formed. And they used um, this one building for an entryway to get to the gardens and to the ski show stuff. That building is still around at Legoland. It's now the Imagination Zone, so it still stands today. You can go inside of it, and they have it all open with the different like Lego Imagination Zone activities and whatnot. Um, 
whenever it was Adventure Park, I think they just had indoor carnival games. So kind of like Chester and Hester sort of stuff, but inside. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think like the more of the early days, but like that's kind of all I remember is the sinkhole and stuff. Like I said, whenever Adventure Park took over, that was kind of like the middle of the park. They had like a big Ferris wheel in there and stuff like that. I think they kind of made a little lake in the sinkhole. Um, right now, the sinkhole is Lego City currently. Um, hmm. I guess to get into the Adventure Park, they really expanded it out. It's a lot larger now. Um, they had a mansion. I, I forget. I forgot to look up about the mansion that was at Cypress Gardens, but it had a name. I think it was like Magnolia Mansion, something like that. That um, fits. Yeah, something like that. Um, it's still around today, too, at Legoland. I think they use it for, like, uh, field trips and stuff. So, like, you know, big groups can go in there if they have to. Uh, it's in the Lego Friends section, Heart Lake City, right now. Um, hmm, let's see. So they had the entrance. They had a few buildings and stuff. Uh, two big attractions, for me at least, over in that, like, entrance area was they had two exhibits. So, you know how, like everyone that's a Disney fan loves trains just because Walt loved trains. Right. I like trains because they used to have a model train exhibit at Cypress Gardens. Oh, that's Um, so cool. When I was a kid, I remember it being called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which I'm surprised they didn't get sued by, you know, John Hughes or something. (laughs) Um, I love that movie, by the way. It had nothing to do with planes or automobiles, but it was a train exhibit. So um, they had, like, a big model train section in the back, and then the front of it was a big, like, train model store that had, like, Thomas the Tank Engine stuff and other model train stuff. Um, I spent a lot of time in there. I loved the model train. loved playing with the Thomas the Tank Engine set. Um, They did have a fire engine parked out front, so maybe that was the automobiles they mentioned, but there was no planes, to my knowledge. (laughs) Um... Yeah, right now uh, in Legoland, that is the Lego factory. So it is um, just a big store at this point. Whenever Legoland first opened, it was um, a tour. And by tour, I mean they took you into a single room where they had cartoony factory stuff that was supposed to mimic the real life factory stuff. And when I say a small room, I mean like a bedroom sized room, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it sucked, especially compared to the California one. I'm just going to say this. Legoland Florida is probably the worst Legoland. Just period. I think Legoland Florida was a very cheap job. You know, uh, I can't say you're wrong because I have seen some of the other Legolands that are very impressive. I think Florida is still one of the most unique just because of Cypress Gardens. Yeah, because of the history. Good. Yeah, because of the history. But I cannot argue with you. There. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Lego factory now is just a store. It's a nice store. It's like a, I think um, that's mainly where you get your like your just random bricks and stuff. You know, they have the main gift shop that's mainly for like actual merchandise and Lego sets, but the Lego factory is mainly just for bricks and smaller items, which is neat. Um, but the other exhibit Cypress Gardens had, which was another huge favorite of mine, was they had a Santa Claus exhibit that was open year round. And they had different displays with, like, wax figures of different types of Santa Claus from different, like, religions and walks of life from around the world and stuff. So you could see, like, different, like, uh, folk tales of Santa or, like, different versions. but very cool. 
yeah, it was really cool. I, I, there's probably footage of it online. I haven't looked it up. Um, totally escaped my mind until just now. But over in that area at the entrance, and this was something back before the Adventure Park days, they had something called the Island in the Sky. which was I with, know about this, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, it was a big observation wheel thing. Um, not like a Ferris wheel, but like a disc. It was like, like a, a mat- tower... But not exactly a tower. Uh, so, whenever it was in its default position, it was flat on the ground, and it was like a plate with a large arm attached to it off to its right. You would sit on the plate, and then the arm would lift it like 200 feet, 300 feet up into the air, and the plate would spin so you could get a good view at like the surrounding area, which was like, you know, um, Lake Eloise, the Super Kmart across the street. Kind of not a, the super game. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't I, I, like the, like it's so cool that like they had something that was like an observation tower sort of thing, but and it was like a unique thing you don't really see anywhere else because right. I don't even know if there's a many still left around the world. The I'm one... sure like way back in the day, like when the park first like because I'm I, I think hearing somewhere that that was the first like attraction slash yeah that was like the first ride they had actually for a while it was the only ride until like adventure park to my knowledge and then like i I could see like way back in the like the original cypress garden days it being really pretty oh i mean i i I mean i know it's a draw just because like of the ride itself but like the views are just like you have the lake which the lake is pretty but then like on the other side it's like the super kmart and like bell's outlet stuff like that I don't know <laughs> well actually it's not a Bell's outlet it's a Bell's um, so it's a bit more Gucci <laughs> a little fancier a little, a little more, fancier a little uh, that did survive over into Legoland Florida's days um, mm-hmm. they just gave it like a new paint job and they switched out the flag that was on the top of it for a Lego flag like a flag that was like made of plastic and looked like a Lego piece not yeah. like a flag that said Lego and I know it uh it recently, by recently, I mean in the past few years, they just stopped using it. Oh, just, they closed like, it. They yeah. just like outright like said one day, "Oh yeah, it's closed forever." No heads up or anything. Just one day, the park opened. They're like, "Oh yes, Island in the Sky, gone." And I'm sure it's for maintenance issues or something because that thing that thing was there for oh, a yeah. long time. The last time I went on it, it was so shaky. I like went off, I got off, and vowed never to go on it again. And yeah. I don't scare easily by heights or anything. That's how bad it was. Oh, God. I feel like it's. I feel like for comparison, for some of us Midwesterners here, it'd be like going into like the King's Island Tower, and the tower just starts to shake back and forth. And yeah, that'd be that'd be a no from me. Like the, I, I would never go in the Eiffel Tower again if it started shaking back and forth. Not a not a chance. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was frightening. Um. So, I guess moving on, uh, to elaborate what Adventure Park did to, like, update Cypress Gardens, they added a indoor theater, which they usually did ice skating shows in. Usually they changed it up for whatever season it was. So, like, there was a Christmas one, there was a Halloween one, there was, you know, other stuff. Um, I don't, if, I know a lot of people probably listening to this podcast like Halloween stuff, so they're like, wow. What did they do for the Halloween ice show? That's um, the first thing I thought. I was like, Halloween ice show? I am confusion. I, I have literally only one memory of it, and I don't I don't think you're ready to hear what it was. I'm ready. 
Um, so someone, uh, ice skated in a dog suit. So it was like one of those where like, it was two people in the front, two people in the back, or not two people in front, uh, two people in one costume, one in the front, one in the back. Right, right. And they were skating around and they were dressed up like as a giant dog with the song, Who Let the Dogs Out Play? No. <laughs> and then, uh, at like the climax of the performance or whatever, they would skate to the side of the stage, the person in the back would lift up their one leg and they actually had a hose spray out water onto the audience <gasps> like the dog was peeing. What kind of foolishness? That that's worse than the yeah. oh my god. That's, that's the only worse. memory I have of that ice show. I remember that, the Christmas one a little bit, but it's like what you expect. It's a Christmas ice show. They had like, you know, like a sort of like I, I wish I was home for Christmas routine and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But, like, the Halloween one, that's all I can remember from it is the dog peeing on the audience. But I that, vividly remember that. That is worse than... There's this roller coaster in Europe. I I don't... It's at this park called Bon Bon Land. I don't know if you've heard of it. If you haven't, you need to look it up. It's the most disturbing park I've ever seen. <laughs> Their children's coaster is themed to a dog farting. And yeah, I remember poop. that. Yeah. Um, there's also ants that are peeing on the guest and so honestly I feel like that show needs to move over to Bon Bon Land yeah um oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, over yet. uh that theater right now is um the 40 theater in Legoland so that okay. like buildings or the building still exists but now it's the 40 theater mm-hmm. and I'm assuming dogs don't piss upon you I haven't watch. watched all the movies that they show in there, but I would assume not. <laughs> they show a few movies in there. I um, haven't watched sw- them all, but I would assume. <laughs> yeah, uh, they switch out the movies a lot. Uh, the biggest one they have is they um, before they built the Lego Movie uh, Land, they had mm-hmm. a Lego Movie 4D thing, which was a sequel to um, the first movie. So oh, that's fun. if you don't know like the story of it, I, I won't spoil it because it's still open today. I'll just set up the premise or whatever. Um, so after the events of the first Lego movie, uh, the Lego movie pals get invited to go visit a theme park that is being built by the brother of President Business, whose name is Risky Business. Ah. Uh, he's played by Patton Oswalt. If you don't know him, he plays Remy the Ratatouille. <laughs> But yeah, Patton Oswald plays the brother of Lord Business. So like um like in the show they even make a joke, they're like, um, wow, you're Lord Business's brother risky business? That sounds way less expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, that one really had me falling on the ground. But um but yeah, like the show is they get invited to a theme park that's being built to be themed off of their adventures in the first movie. But of course, they're saying like it's built off of your real life adventures and all the rides are themed to different stuff from the first movie. But like a lot of sinister stuff is going down. Is Risky Business a risky partner? Hint, hint, you know. Ooh. Um, which um, the show is OK. The first half just nails the lego movie really good like the first half of it feels like the lego movie and then the second half it kind of divolves into like some sort of like door the explorer parody 
but it's just it's parodying it so hard it just feels straight up like they turned into Dora the Explorer by the end of it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just like it goes don't it goes downhill like so fast at the end of it. I don't know how. Um, but the first half of it feels like the Lego Movie. You know what doesn't feel like the Lego Movie? What? The Lego Movie World at Legoland, Florida. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, that's a perfect transition into our next segment, which is the current offerings of the park. And I think we should go ahead and start with the Lego Movie World. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm going through the park anyways. So like, you know, um, I think the only notable thing to talk about Cypress Gardens is the stuff that's still at Legoland anyways. Um, so Legoland, Florida has a bunch of themed lands. The first part of the land is like the beginning and then fun town they're kind of morphed into one in my mind because they're basically the same thing um that's kind of all the leftover buildings from cypress gardens just rethemed uh like i said trains planes and automobiles is now the lego factory um the santa exhibit is now the lego studio store um the 40 theater used to be the ice skating show um all, all that jazz. Um, over by Lake Eloise, on the one side is where the mansion is, is Heart Lake City, which is themed to Lego Friends. They used to have a Lego Friends show that they built a specific, like, indoor theater for this Lego Friends show, and the Lego Friends show lasted maybe two years at most, and now that theater sits empty most of the time. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and say that show did not live up to the Lego Friends potential. I didn't even watch it. I saw some of it um, when it first came out like I think Attractions Magazine or somebody like put up a whole thing about it and I watched it and I was like you know what I know this is for children but I feel like the whole like set is more exciting from the commercials I watch because I work with kids I, ha- I, I've been keeping up to date on kids trends so I don't seem like I'm elderly when I'm working with the kids and during that time a lot of my kids were really into that and so they talked to me about it, and apparently it was a lot more exciting than what Legoland has done with the property. So I'm very disappointed. Keep that energy. That's the whole part. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep that energy. We're, we're, we're going to depend on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the big ride at uh, the Lego Friends area is called Mia's Riding Adventure. And it's, um, it's one of those spinning disc rides. Yeah, it's a disco. Yeah, disco. Yeah, Cypress Garden had had a disco, and I think it's funny that they got rid of that disco, but then, like, a few years later, whenever Legoland opened, they decided, hey, let's build another, but themed. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it does look... It, it's, it looks good. The horses look good. It make, oh, yeah, it they, makes they're it Lego horses. It's really cute. Disco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, Fun Town actually has the carousel that used to be at Cypress Garden's Adventure Park. I love that it's double-decker. I am obsessed yes. with that. But Legoland replaced all the horses to be Lego horses instead of the normal ones. And I think that's, like, really cool. I'm totally down for that. Yeah, it's still the same carousel. It's still double-decker. Just about all the finishings are the same as Cypress Gardens, except they added some, like, um, Lego, like, jester stuff at the top of it. But all the horses are, like, look like Lego horses. I love that. I didn't even know that, because from the videos and stuff I've seen, I, I know they're from a few years ago, but, like, from a few years ago, like, I saw that a lot of the horses were, like, just plain carousel horses, and I was like, why are they not Lego horses? But to hear that they are now, that Oh, they've been day. since they've opened. Have they? Oh, that makes uh, my day. I okay, love that. yeah, um, because, like, um, maybe you were just, like, you didn't get a good look at them. They're not, like, horses made of Legos. They look like what a minifigure would ride, but enlarged to, like, life-size scale. Right, right. 
Yeah. No, no, so, yeah, I totally get it. I love okay. that. Yeah. Um, so moving on from there, they have their kids area called um, Duplo Valley now. Uh, whenever Legoland first opened, it was a very, very small area, and then they've expanded upon it since. So I think it was called Duplo Village, and now it's Duplo Valley. Um, it's really cute. Uh, they have an indoor playground that used to be where you would buy your annual passes for Cypress Garden. So every time I'm in there, my head just goes straight to annual pass. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Um, let me think. Let me think. From there, um, you get to go to the Lego Movie World. Now, uh, whenever it was Cypress Gardens, that was just a large amphitheater. They would actually host, like, real concerts there and stuff. Um, I was My family's like swears they like took me to a lot of concerts at that amphitheater whenever I was like a real little kid but I don't remember any of them except for one the first concert I have a memory of was in that Cypress Gardens amphitheater and it was Weird Al Yankovic that's a great concert to be your first concert I wish that was my first concert yes I remember him performing Canadian Idiot and some of the weird stuff he played in like the intros with like clips of him interviewing different celebrities that was fun I'm jealous because I hated my first concert <laughs> what was your first concert then I I do not remember the guy's name but it, w- it was a country concert oh um, yeah I can already tell it's bad yeah it um I I wasn't even a fan my dad got the tickets for cheap and he's like let's go to your first concert and I'm as a kid I'm like okay because I'm thinking it's going to be like some kind of cool Hannah Montana-esque concert Um, because again I'm a child and we go and I hated every minute of it Uh, he sang great like he put on a good show but I just didn't like it I did not enjoy sitting it was at a racetrack like a horse racetrack I don't know what could be more Kentucky I grew up in Kentucky, then going and seeing a country concert at a horse racetrack. Nothing could ever be more Kentucky than that. See, for me, I'm very flirty, and every single concert I've seen has been at a theme park. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine was, you know, where the horses are, because, you know, again, Kentucky, all I needed else was some fried chicken, hot brown, and a mint julep, and there we go. Um, so anyways, I guess I'll talk about Lego Movie World a bit more in depth compared to everything else, because Lego Movie World is based off of a big IP, and as of right now, it's the only Lego Movie World to exist around the world. They are building a few more in other Lego lands, but ours was first. Very cool. Not really. I mean, I'll say this. I've seen the movie once. I enjoyed the movie. I can see for people like kids who are a fan of the movie, I can see it being really fun. Um, Here's my thing, though, because you said, like, you you enjoyed the movie. The Lego movie is one of my favorite animated films of all time. I can see why. It's a really good movie. Like, so I am just incredibly disappointed by it. Like, I don't think There's a lot they could have done with it. Okay, like, I'm saying I'm incredibly disappointed by it, but it's also, like, probably the best section of the park, which is also kind of (laughs) sad. I just almost Um, spit on my water. I mean, there's a lot of cute stuff in it, but the execution just isn't very good. Um, a little backstory about the Lego Movie World. Um, it was originally uh, the world of Lego Chima. Do you remember Lego Chima? I do remember Lego Chima because I think I was in high school when that came out. And it yeah. was all about, like, animals and their chi and, like, I didn't get it. It was like warrior cats, but Legos. Oh my god, no it wasn't. <laughs> Um, I just knew there were animals. 
Warrior it was cats. okay. I, I should say maybe Thundercats, I guess. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I, I wasn't arguing. I was just like, because I didn't know that much about it. I was like, oh no, that means they were like, if there were, if there's Warrior Cat kids, there were definitely Lego Chima kids or whatever. Uh, no, there wasn't Lego Chima kids because that section of the park underperformed a lot and they had to close it down and replace <gasps> it with Lego Movie World. Oh. You know, it's 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 still a lot better decision than. <laughs> oh yeah, Chima. Uh, Lego Lego Chima um, world or whatever. Like, uh, if you don't know Lego Chima, basically it's like the heroes are all like lion people, so kind of like Thundercats, and all the villains are like crocodile people. So what they did was is they made it a water section. So like, um, you had a big water ride, and it was one of those um, where you're in a boat and you can shoot water guns at people. It's I think Dollywood battle, has something right? like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, Dollywood does. Uh, I think they're called Splash Battles. And Splash Battles, yeah. yeah. And you get in, was... like, little boats with, like, little water guns and spray each other. Yeah, that was called, like, the Quest for Chi or something like that. And then they had a little water play area off to the side that was, um... What was it? It was based off the crocodile people. It was, like, their swamp, you know? Um, the World of Chima didn't do very good at all, so they closed it down and they reskinned it with the Lego Movie World, but they added two rides to it. So they rethemed the boat ride to the Battle for Bricksburg, so it's mainly based off of the second movie. And um, it's like the post apocalyptic Bricksburg that you see. I will like say, the- I do, as reskins go, I think it looks good. It's cute, but it's still like very disappointing. Like- There's no moving figures at all, it's all static. And um, it's just sound effects overall. Um, it's better than the Quest for Chi, though. But I think Quest for Chi at least had like two moving figures. <laughs> um, I, just I never feel so I've, bad for it. <laughs> I've never been on it because you know I don't want to like go on a water ride at Legoland because that's just not what I want to do with my day. Um, it looks okay. Um, I kind of like some of the theming. Like they have a billboard being attacked by one of the Duplo aliens. Um, whatever um the other ride is unikitty's disco drop which is a spinning drop tower flat ride and it has a unikitty screen like it has a unikitty head at the top of it and her face is a screen Mm -hmm. so her like face can change to like different emotions and stuff like it's all animated so her eyes and stuff move too but there's like no sounds that sync up with her like emotions and the ride doesn't sync up with the emotions so it's kind of pointless because you think like you know oh let's sync it up so so when you drop she gets angry or something like that but no it's just like on a continuous loop even when the ride's down that's strange yeah and then like the disco music is like stock music like something you'd hear off of a youtube video oh and it's, no it's the same song every single ride it's the same song and it's stock music that's so sad they definitely could have done something with that they really yeah. could have um, they also have a meet and greet area for the Lego Movie characters, which uh, usually is mainly either Emmett, Benny, which is the astronaut, if you're not familiar with it, and then they have the post-apocalyptic wild style from the second movie. Um, for a special event they did, uh, they had like a Lego Movie weekend special event. They added Rex Danger Vest from the second movie, which is really cool. I got to meet him once. Um, That's fun. Yeah, um, the meet and greet is, is supposed to be, like, um, Emmett's apartment from the first movie, so, like, it has, like, the weird, like, fake movie po- posters all up on the walls, and you can see his, like, couch and stuff like that. 
it's it's pretty generic, but it's also generic in the movie, so you can't really like complain. I guess theming there. I think Planty is uh, Planty is in the land. They have like statues of all the different characters scattered throughout the land, and they do have like his uh, plant friend in one area. I think it's Planty. I'm probably just thinking of Phineas and Ferb. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they um they have also a playground in the middle of it. Uh, that's supposed to be like Benny's rocket ship. That's really cute. I like that. Uh, but the big ride is the Lego movie Master of Flight. Or Masters of Flight. So um, it is a big uh, Soarin' ripoff. But instead of loading on one floor and then the seats rising up, they have the seats loaded on different floors. So you have to climb up a flight of stairs if you're on a different floor. And the seats are facing away from the screen whenever you load in. And then when the ride starts, the the chairs face the screen. Like, they do a 180 and face the screen. Wait, what? That is not at all what I thought it was. Because, like, I, there's this concept for a flying theater, which I, I know it's a flying theater attraction. But there's this concept where, like, you load on in just, like, rows. Like, like think of, like, movie theater-style rows. Yeah. Um, but you know, but not like not like you're climbing upstairs, just like rows of seats, and then um, that that actual flat thing uh, lifts and uh, basically uh, lets your feet dangle and you're over top of one another, and that's what I thought it was the entire time. I did not know you were walking upstairs and stuff. No, you walk upstairs and the 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 seats are literally just like soaring with the same like belt loop thing and the mesh seats and stuff. Just not there's no like overhang or there is an overhang, but it's not like as themed as Soren's overhang is. Because Soren's overhang has like that like hang glider feel to it. Right. The Lego movie one is pretty much straight flat. It still has the fan to blow air at you, and it does do scents throughout the ride, which the scents are more like flight of passage to where they're constantly blowing smells at you, depending on where you are in the ride, pretty much. Okay. Um, but, like, um, story-wise, it's supposed to be, like, um, you're visiting Count Kluk... Or, what is it? Cloud Cuckoo Land. Um, if you remember, they have their meetings inside a giant dog head right yes yes i do remember um, yes the, th- the theater is disguised to look like that dog head from the movie <laughs> so there's like a large three four story dog head in the park and that's the, what's hiding the big theater but um that's where like the ride starts off at or whatever uh, apparently every year they do a big contest where all the master builders from around the different lego worlds come together and they show off some sort of creation that they made but this year's theme is the masters of flight so each one of the Lego movie characters have created a different flying contraption and they're showing them off at the event. But luckily for us, Emmett decides that his flying machine is going to be a triple-decker couch that flies. So if you remember in the movie, Emmett's like very uncreative and stuff. Right. So whenever they ask Emmett to like be creative, the only thing he can think of is a double-decker couch. And everyone, like, makes fun of him for thinking up of something that stupid. <laughs> you know, because they're like, why would you make a double-decker couch? If you're sitting on the first floor of it, then you'll have people's feet hanging in front of you. You can't see what you're watching. It's, you know, stuff like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Emmett invented Soren. Good to yeah, know. He, Got it. He, he uh. invents the, uh, the flying triple-decker couch, <laughs> which goes into the story that, um... That's why there are three stories for the ride, is because you're going on one of the three stories of the triple-decker flying couch. 
and that's why there's feet in your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, um, they're separated enough to where you can, like, see the other, like, rows and stuff if you try to look, but the feet won't be in your face. That's one advantage. Wow. Yeah, because it's, you know, like I said, it's three different floors, so it's spaced out a bit right. more than Soren is. Um, so, so in the ride, basically, um, you're riding in his triple-decker couch, and you fly around different locations from the Lego movie, but the Duplos are attacking while this is happening. So, you know, the whole time you're doing, like, a lot of fast motions and stuff. And it doesn't work very well, because... Soren works because the vehicles don't have the capability to move around a lot, so it's a slower-paced ride, right? Right. The Lego Movie ride has ride vehicles that are like Soren, but it has fast-paced motion like the Simpsons ride or something like that. I feel like that just doesn't... It doesn't sync up well. <laughs> it's not enough to make you sick, but it's enough to like just make it feel unrealistic. Yeah, it's enough for you to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, this really takes me out of it. Like you're doing like these vast like sweeps and turns and stuff, but like you're just barely moving in your seat. Um, they do have scents on the ride, so depending on where you are in the like the world or whatever, you'll get a different smell. So like uh, at the beginning when you're in Count Cuckoo Land, it's all cotton candy smells while you're flying around, and it's the Ooh, best thing ever. That's like I do my love favorite thing candy. in the park. It's just the cotton candy smell on that ride is like my favorite thing ever. Uh, you go to like uh, Middle Zealand, which is the Lord of the Rings ripoff, and they spray um, the forest smell at you, and then you go over an ocean and they spray an ocean smell at you with some mist. Um, so, yeah, throughout the ride, the, the Duplos are attacking you, and then you get also a cameo of, like, the Lego friends attacking, uh, or Metal Beard's ship at one point, so it's like a pirate ship filled with, like, Lego friends attacking him. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. They got Nick Offerman to, like, come back and stuff. He's like, we're being attacked by kids! And then, like, you can hear, like, a high-pitched, like, little girl's voice, curse ye, Metal Beard! And it's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, overall, though, the humor in the ride is very, like, tame and mild to where, like, it doesn't feel like the Lego movie at all. It feels very, like, vanilla. It feels like they like the people who were tasked to make that ride didn't actually watch the movie, or they did watch the movie, and they only had a basic idea of it. <laughs> they said, okay, so let's do the Lego movie, except let's make it with the humor of the Emoji movie or something I recently learned about the Playmobil movie because Playmobil oh, made a movie it's definitely on the level of Playmobil movie I I cannot believe Playmobil made a movie first off I know it's a total tangent but it just really threw me off guard it's like, a rip off of the Lego movie I know but... and I was so shocked <laughs> But yeah, the Lego Movie Ride has really good animation, though. I'll say that. I wasn't expecting the animation to be as good in, like, a Legoland ride. Like, it's not the best animation ever. It's definitely not on par with the movie. But, like, it's still, like, they get the mo movements of the characters right because it still looks stop-motion-y and stuff like that. Um, and they do have, like, the joke. If you remember, I guess spoilers for the first Lego Movie. But, um, whenever it's been out long enough. Yeah, whenever Vitruvius dies, he comes back as a ghost, and it's just, like, someone, like, hanging a minifigure off of a piece of string and shaking him around, like, I am a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> he makes a he makes a cameo at the end of the ride, and while everyone else looks like they're stop motion, he looks like a normal fluid thing because he's on the string. 
it's really well done like oh like kudos to Legoland that's the only good thing you've done is that single cameo that's really funny <laughs> um, but yeah Lego, Lego Movie Masters of Flight it's um, even though it's like one of the best rides in the park it's still pretty disappointing especially if you're a big fan of the Lego Movie it does not capture the magic um, so yeah just watch the 4D movie and walk out halfway and that's the best Lego Movie experience you can get at a theme park Again, disappointing. Lego Movie deserves more because, like, it it, it it was critically acclaimed. Like, people really loved that movie. Yeah, it's so good. Like the whole series, except for Ninjago, is amazing. Yeah. No, no, no shame to like Lego Ninjago in general, but like the Lego Ninjago movie is the worst of like all the Lego movies. I agree. Okay, I I don't I do not know um, if I am really making myself sound old, but there was a thing. That if it was at Legoland, I would flip out. And back in the day, when I was a kid, they had Bionicles. Which were basically Lego figures that were these action figures that looked like real humans. Yeah. In the face and whatnot. But, like, you could... But they had, like, these masks that you would put over them. And basically, it was, like, Lego Power Rangers. If I could give it any kind of feel. And honestly, um, I know they'll never put it in there because it's not anything they're currently making. But man, yeah. I wish there was some kind of Bionicles thing. Because <laughs> I would. Uh, I mean, Legoland's other Legolands had Bionicle like meet and greets and rides. Did they really? Uh, by rides, I mean like flat rides with very little theming. But they did have meet and greets though. Uh, Legoland so cool. Florida didn't because those were discontinued by the time Legoland Florida opened. That makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I think, like, one had, like, a teacups ride that was Bionicle-themed or something like that. Some, like, a spinner ride that was right. Bionicles. I forget what it was called and stuff. But, um, yeah, that did exist. Um, anyways, I guess I'll go through the other parts of the park. I probably won't spend a lot of time talking about those, because Lego Movie, like I said, is probably the bigger deal to talk about. Of course. Uh, right next to Lego Movie Land is uh, Lego Kingdom, which is medieval-themed. There's actually, like, a big castle in there. Not, like, a Cinderella castle-sized castle, but, like, let's say four-story tall castle. I was gonna say, a really good mini-golf course. Like, a really good one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not amazing, but it's cute. Uh, the big draw inside the castle is the Dragon Coaster. Um, so the Dragon Coaster is, like, part dark ride, part roller coaster to where the first half of the ride you slowly go through uh, sets that are all created out of Lego. Uh, like, the people in the sets are created out of Lego. People and some of the props, but, like, you know, the sets themselves are real, I guess. But, um, so there, some of them are moving. They all make sounds. Uh, one spits at you. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. You're going through the castle, so you, like, you pass by the guards at the beginning of the guards are, like, making weird laughing noises and stuff. And you can see a baby dragon hiding in just about all the scenes. Um, then you go into like the kitchen and the kitchen's a complete mess and there's like mice running around and stuff you go inside the dining room and the dining room has like a bunch of people there's like people sword fighting on top of one of the tables and then that's where like one of the guests is like spitting at you they're like doing a spit take um and then you get into uh merlin's lair so inside merlin's lair you you come across merlin himself and then someone trying to hold back a door where you could hear a dragon on the other side you round the corner and there is a animatronic made out of legos it's of very dragon. impressive i'm just gonna go ahead and say that a lot of like the actual figures in the rides are very impressive to me especially uh, that one 
Uh, some of them are reused throughout the park, though. Like, uh, there's, a, there's, like, the couple, like, it's like a peasant couple that's inside the kitchen in one scene. They're also outside in the roller coaster portion now. So Legoland does reuse some of their models, though. Wow, I didn't know Which that. Which is weird. Yeah, um, I go too much, or I used to go too much. My pass is expired. I don't want to renew because they're not handling COVID-19 at all, so... Yeah, very fair. Very fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, heads up. Uh, Legoland Florida is one of the few theme parks in Florida. Actually, I think the only theme park that doesn't require masks. I'm sorry. What? Masks are recommended highly, but they're not required. That is unacceptable. And, you know, I had a couple parks around me that I'm not too happy also had very similar policies. And, um, yeah, you know, we're just, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, Um, the city updated their, like, guidelines at one point over the summer to where they're like, oh, masks are required indoors. So Legoland was like, okay, masks are going to be required indoors here since we have to obey the city stuff. So if you go on a ride or if you go in one of our restaurants or shops, you have to wear a mask. But you don't have to in the rest of the park. Yeah, um, I don't know if the city still has that ordinate up right now, because just about everywhere here in, like, this part of Florida um, just kind of gave up on COVID stuff right now, to be completely honest. Uh, (laughs) I hate it here. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, don't go to Legoland, Florida anytime soon. Not right now. Um, Wait a couple years. We'll say say that. And then if you still want to go, you can go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the dragon. Uh, so yeah, there's a Lego dragon animatronic, and then you go out into the coaster part of the ride. Um, most Legoland coasters are like unique to Legoland. Not like very unique, but like you know, they actually put some effort into it. Um, every single coaster at Legoland Florida is reused. Three of them were from Cypress Gardens, and one was relocated from a Legoland overseas. Really, I will yeah. say, I will say, I, I, I'm actually a fan of when co- when parks like keep their old coasters, just because I, I'm just a sucker for that. Like, if I enjoy the park beforehand. But here's the thing: they're off the shelf rides. They are off the shelf kitty coasters that aren't unique, and you can find at multiple theme parks. I redact my statement. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, the dragon is like a Vacoma kitty coaster. Yeah, I that one I. I think tell. all the coasters are Vacoma except for the wooden one, and then whatever one is from overseas. Uh, the dragon, whenever it was at Cypress Gardens, is actually where the castle sits now, but they moved it off more to the right so they could build the castle. And uh, of course, they had to extend the track for all the dark ride scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the actual coaster coaster parts are left over from Cypress Gardens. Mm-hmm when it was Cypress Gardens, uh, they named all their coasters Super Floridian names, with the exception of one, which I'll get to later. Um, so, the dragon used to be called Okeechobee Rampage, named after the Okeechobee Lake in Okeechobee Southern Florida. Rampage. <laughs> Okeechobee Rampage. I love that. Um, yeah, it used to be painted like orange and blue, kind of like gator colors and stuff. Gator like the sports team. Yeah. Like colors. Um, and yeah now it's you know the dragon it's green i like the dragon a lot better because they're steaming but overall yeah it's the same coaster as cypress gardens um moving on it's the next land the land of adventure they added a few things in here uh they built a dark ride 
the dark ride is the lost kingdom adventure it's a shooting dark ride that they have at all the other lego lands you know if you've been to one you've probably been to the other i feel like ours is probably smaller than the ones in the other parks i haven't really looked at ride throughs of the other versions of it um but it's all like you? no i haven't because i've, okay. I've, I've Just... seen bits and pieces from other lego land parks um of like a lot of them were like unique attractions but like for for ones that are at most of the parks i usually don't really look that much into them okay i should but uh yeah lost kingdom adventure it's cute for a while it was my favorite part or like favorite ride in the park that kind of changed though which i'll get to that one later um so but it's all like ancient egypt themed and stuff right and like mummies uh, and skeletons that, and whatnot. that section of it yes um land of adventure here in florida has like two themes there's the jungle and then there's the egypt area so the okay. egypt has that and it has like a little playground and then like a little drop tower called beetle bounce um so over in the jungle area they have their normal like safari ride where you get in a, like a mini truck and you can drive by lego animals but, I will uh, say, I did not expect some of those animals to move from the POV I watched. Um, I know that sounds silly, but like they moved and I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, like the elephant ready. moves and it sprays water at you and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, like it's, it's small, it's, it's short. It's definitely ready. a very little kid ride. It's cute. Um, the big draw, though, is the roller coaster there called Coastersaurus. Um, it is a wooden roller coaster. It is also from Cypress Gardens. They didn't um, really do anything to it. It's in the same spot. They just added a few dinosaur um, statues in a few places. And then um, they changed the trains to be a bit more train-like, I guess. Oh, Jeep-like, actually. They look like Jeeps now. I think there's um, Legoland had one version of the vehicles whenever it first opened. And now there's a new version of the vehicles which is a lot better than what they opened with well that's fun that's minor nitpicky stuff um it's bit it's pretty much the same coaster it's a bit more reliable so i think honestly it's a good part on their job that they made it a bit better than the cypress gardens version um cypress gardens version um there was actually an accident on the coaster where someone managed to stand up while the coaster was going up the hill and then they ended up flying out of the vehicle once it hit the drop so they um died on impact from that yeah but they managed to weasel their way out of the ride restraints so legoland has since fixed that which you know i'm glad they did um i can tell you i rode that roller coaster a lot when it was at cypress gardens and it was very not well put together so legoland did a lot of good like quality of life improvements to that coaster um that coaster was fun uh there was a little bit of uh, cypress gardens history i didn't really get into but this is where i can bring it up Whenever they were building the Adventure Park version of Islands of Adventure was whenever Florida had one of its worst hurricane seasons, like ever, to where we got hit by three major hurricanes, almost back to back. Like within the span of a few months, we got hit by three big hurricanes, mm-hmm. one of them being Katrina, which Katrina didn't really hit Florida too hard, but of course it yeah. devastated Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I remember, I remember all the, all the storms. Like I remember the news coverage, it was horrible. Yeah, so I got to live through that. That was fun. Um, uh, but anyways, they were building Adventure Park during that time. So that got delayed heavily because of all the storms and it destroyed some of the stuff. But in honor of those storms, I guess in honor or in memory, I don't know. But because of those storms coming in, they named that wooden roller coaster the Triple Hurricane. 
Which so. sounds like an alcoholic beverage, and I'm just going to go ahead and say kind that. It, sound, it definitely sounds like an adult beverage. And it also, the, the, the word triple kind of, like, implies, like, it has, some, like, three of something. Right. Which it doesn't, really. But, like, if you knew your, like, Florida history, you would know about, like, those three hurricanes the year that park was being built. But, like, you know, out of context, it doesn't really make sense. But at the, but if you knew, you knew, and it was kind of cool. Right. But uh, I, I don't. They, I think they had a different name planned for it. But after the hurricanes hit, they decided, hey, let's just call this the Triple Hurricane. Um, also, when I also I mentioned it is a wooden coaster. It's a very small wooden coaster. It's like almost like a junior wooden coaster. There's not a lot of big drops or anything on it. I think it's, it's probably like a family the, coaster. Yeah, it's like a family coaster. It was probably one of the more intense ones at Cypress Gardens, and it's still somewhat one of the more intense ones at Legoland. I think it's the only wooden coaster at any Legoland, though. But the, like I said, it's because it used to be at Cypress Garden, so it's just cheaper to retheme it than to build something new. Right. Um, so, um, behind Coaster Source, they added on a new land not too long ago. It's the world of Ninjago. Um, it's really just got a bunch of like play elements, and it has one big ride, the Lego Ninjago ride. And so it's a cool it's... ride. I'm just going to go ahead and say. It is. It's my favorite ride in the park. It's basically like Toy Story Mania, but instead of having a cannon, you ha- it like scans your hand movement like a Xbox Connect would. So you have to like move your hand in certain directions to aim and to like stuff. So you're kind of like doing weird like walk like an Egyptian sort of hand movements to try to shoot. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, oh, but you get the idea. I'm sorry, that's so funny. Like, now, now I just need somebody to go on the ride and film themselves doing it, but put that music behind it. Yeah, it's a it's a 3D shooter where you do that. There's, um, there's like, big fans that are, like, in front of you. So, like, um, whenever you get transported to an ice area, they blow cold air at you. When you're in the lava area, it blows warm air at you. Um, the 3D is pretty good. The animation isn't amazing, but you know, it's probably like just a little under Toy Story Mania. So it's not that big of a complaint. It's my favorite ride in the park. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to rack up the points if you understand how the shooting system works, which let's face it, half the guests don't. But if you do know how it works, it's fun. Um, it's probably what Web Slingers at DCA is going to be, though. Yeah, so. it's going to be that. Um, I think DC, I think Web Slingers. I think, uh, yeah, I think Web Slingers is going to be, like, a way more advanced version of, of course. it. But, like, basically the same thing. Yeah, I know I know. Triotech made it because, they're, like, they're, they're really into, like, the shooter. Sally, Sally Corp and Triotech are, like, the two big names for, like, the interactive dark rides. And I know yeah. that they made that because that's their technology. Because that was the first ride that they ever used that technology on. Now there's a few around the world that do use that same technology yeah Yeah. um i know the lego ninjago in florida isn't even the first either i think california got one first and maybe one other lego park right i just meant like like the ride in general like the the ninjago rides yeah um they built it like right behind the coastrosaurus though so it's like really tucked back behind the park so it's kind of like in a weird spot where like if you don't know it's there you probably don't know it's there um i kind of get why because it's like the only area big enough to house it um so yeah uh that's my favorite ride um let's see moving on there's lego city which is like i said is in that old sinkhole area they have the boating school where kids can drive their own boats they very have unique the... attraction like that's not in a very. lot of parks and yeah um... I, I get it's for kids but like i still think it's cool like as a kid to be like i'm driving a boat 
Yeah, they have the driving school, which lets kids drive a car. But the thing is, unlike, um, let's say, Tomorrowland Speedway, where you can drive the car however you want, just on the track. Um, at the driving school, they encourage you to follow rules of the road to where, like, if there's a stop sign, you have to stop at the stop sign and, you know, stuff like that. If you're coming up to a roundabout, you have to obey the roundabout thing. You know, um, you think with that, that eventually Florida would have better drivers. You would think, but no. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like depending on what type of kid you're, they're going to love it or hate it. Because it's kind of tacky that you have to follow the rules and stuff like that. Because sometimes you just want to live out your dream of being a race car driver. But they won't let you there. Right. Um, so I don't know where I stand on that ride necessarily. Um, if you're like a nerdy kid or whatever and you think, oh, it's kind of cool. That if you like, were you know, a loser like stuff. me, then you would love it. But if you're not and you're actually a kid that like enjoys fun then you probably would not be thrilled. (laughs) Whenever I went on it, whenever I was still the age for it, like, whenever Legoland first opened, I was, like, right on the cusp of, like, being too old for some of the rides there. Right. And that was, like, my last year I could do the driving school. I know then they made you sit in a room and watch, like, a a Lego-themed DMV video, and it was, like, super boring. It was, like, actually, like, teaching you rules of the road and stuff. And it just felt like, why am I doing this at a theme park? Why am I sitting down and watching Driver's Ed that is not even, like, special theme park Driver's Ed? It's just a minifigure driving a car like a normal person. <laughs> I hate that. Just, that reminds me uh, of, like, when I did some of all thrills at Epcot when that was there in Innoventions. Yeah. And you'd go in the room, and they would teach you, like about measurements and stuff and like i get it like it's supposed to be educational but like I but it was like added along with like the elements of yeah we use this to build roller coasters but like at legoland florida it's like please follow the rules of the road as you're driving down the street you know <laughs> at least that like at least some of all thrills tried to disguise it while legoland was just full up yeah you're at a dmv that's the theme <laughs> Um, I think they've changed it though. Like I said, I, I can't go on the ride now. Right. But I know they've they've switched around the queue and stuff. I think they just play that video while you're waiting in line now, so you don't have to actually stop and watch it in a pre-show. That's a bad but idea. When I did it, it was a pre-show, but now I think it's just like on loop in the queue. <laughs> um, and then the, the last coaster that they took from Cypress Gardens is the flying school which is an inverted coaster it's the same layout as the dragon but inverted mm-hmm. like i kid you not the same twist and turns everything a lot a lot of cedar fair parks have that in their planet snoopy or peanut themed areas because it's a very easy generic vacoma inverted junior coaster that yeah. you could put anywhere yeah um the floridian name was swamp thing I did have a cool sign. I did see the sign. Cypress Gardens. Oh, yeah, the sign for Swamp Thing was really cool. Um, But, yeah, now it's the Flying School. Um, I guess I'm going to briefly mention there's the Legoland water park there. Like I mentioned before, it was Splash Island when it was um, Cypress Gardens. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our Legoland water park has the most thrilling slides of any Legoland water park. But that's because it's reused for Cypress Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. Yes. I will say, um, I do think the water park's kind of cool with how you can, like, build boats and race them down stuff. The water and, like... park is okay. The worst part about it is, is they don't have sprayers on the ground, and it's all in the sun. So, if you hate your feet, it's the place to go. Right. 
I mean, like, um, I just think it's, I just think how they do some of the things is cool. Like, how you can build on your Lazy River raft. Yeah, the stuff. Lazy River like, is cool because they, they, um, to explain it, they have, um, the inner tubes have special little parts on them where you can build these foam Lego bricks onto it so you can build on your Lazy River raft. And they have foam Lego bricks just floating in the river while you're going down it which is really cool and is probably the biggest selling point of the water park. Um, but yeah, the little kid play area is the same exact little kid play area from Cypress Gardens. They just gave it a new paint job. Uh, the other water slides are from the Cypress Gardens, just a new paint job. Um, I think the only new thing they added besides the, you know, adding the special wraps to the pre-existing Lazy River was they added a Lego Duplo splash pad area, and that's about it. Like, there's a few smaller differences, like Lego statues and theming and stuff like that, but overall, it's pretty much Splash Island with a paint job. Right. Um, so, moving on from there, um, like I mentioned, there's the Imagination Zone that used to be the original entrance to Cypress Gardens, but now you can, like, you know, build a Lego car, roll it down a hill, s- stuff like that. Stuff that um, I feel like you'd find at, like, a children's museum. Yeah, uh, nothing too exciting. It's cute, and it makes sense because it's Legoland, so I give it a pass. Um, they have, um, they do have one ride, which is called the Kid Power Tower, to where you sit in the seats, and it's like a spinning observation tower, but the way you have to get to the top is, is you have to pull yourself up the tower using the ropes that are next to your seats. So the seats are on like a thing to where like yeah. you pull on the rope, they, the seats lift up a lot better than you trying to pull up your own body weight, of course. So it's right. not that hard to do it. It's very accessible, which is a neat idea. Um, they don't really go that high though. So I wouldn't call it an observation tower. It's mainly just a, ooh, let's see how far you can get yourself to go up. And then they lightly kind of float down. So it's not like a scary drop or anything either. Right. So it's a cute ride. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think they operate it a lot sometimes though, since it's one of the least popular rides there probably. Could you imagine if that was some version of a drop tower? Like, I, I, I mean, these are at a lot of parks, but like, could you imagine if like... <laughs> This is made for like adults, and you pull yourself and like up, it actually drops, and you just like you have to force yourself to let go to drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, what a thrill! That'd be something. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then from there they have Pirates Cove, which is where the water ski show is, and then to the right of Pirates Cove is where the original Cypress Gardens themselves still are. Um. Over on uh from there in between Pirates Cove and the Heart Lake City that I've already mentioned is their Miniland, which I guess this is where I'm ending this section or whatever is. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know what Miniland is, it's a bunch of recreations of different cities from around the world or whatever made out of Lego bricks. So here in Florida, we have um, Las Vegas, New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, um, a pirate-themed area which is on the other side that's not closest to Pirate's Cove for some reason. Um, and the last big section of Miniland is all different Floridian locations, which is unique to our park. So we have stuff like the Daytona Speedway. We have Kennedy Space Center. We have Bach Tower, which is another like local icon nearby Legoland. Um, they have the Orlando Eye, which is also owned by the same company as Legoland, so they're able to get the license for that. Um, 
and they have St. Augustine and Miami all recreated in Legos right there. Oh, and Washington, D.C. I forgot that's the other city that they have there. <laughs> I will um, say, Miniland genuinely impresses me a lot. Um, and, like, I, 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 I see how it can not be that great if you go all the time. But, like, as somebody who's never been, I admire the skill it takes to make that. Yes. And then... um in 2019 this section of it closed but we used to have a lego star wars section to where they had they had episodes one through six recreated out of legos and then in the middle they had something from the clone wars series i never watched it so i couldn't tell you what it was but um that got replaced by jakku from episode seven and then eventually they closed down the whole area in 2019 i'm assuming because galaxy's edge opened and disney is like hey we want to be the only star wars land and legoland's like does that mean we have to get rid of ours um <laughs> but yeah it was really cool that was like my favorite area of the park and i was kind of sad to see it go the first star wars i land, will say you know? i feel like disney really should not have really thought of that as a, a threat i don't think disney galaxy. forced them to do it but i'm guessing it was kind of hard to renegotiate it right. or whatever Uh, They didn't even replace it either. Now it's just, like, grass in that area. Like, it never existed. Um, But, like, they had... um, They had Naboo from Episode 1. They had... um, I forget what the planet at the end of Episode 2 is, but where, like, the gladiator ring is. They had that. And then they had Mustafar from Episode 3 with even a Lego Padme, like, dead on the floor. (laughs) Um, Then they had Tatooine for Episode 4, which had the cantina and it had a millennium falcon that would like occasionally lift off the ground as stormtroopers shot at it they had um hoth with the big you know like battle going on and they had endor which had um like the different ewoks and stuff running around in the village destroying the different walkers and stuff (laughs) which was really cool i really like love like lego star wars or whatever and then uh, episode seven had jakku and they had like it was huge it was the biggest one it was jakku they had the um they had the crash down star destroyer that like ray would like pillage for scraps and you could see her speeder going in and out of it they had um they had a star destroyer a first order star destroyer floating above it floating it was on like a big pole but like it was above it right like you could you could see down at the bottom underneath it is the village that Kylo and the Stormtroopers raid at the beginning of the movie. And you can see Poe's X-Wing off to the side with BB-8 and Poe outside of it. Um, and then they had the um, they had the crash that um, where you could see like where Finn and Poe crashed. And uh, Finn is right outside of it. And then they have the, the scrapyard and they had like Rey and um, you could hear like Unclar Paul. But whatever his name was like in it and stuff it was really cool because they had like just about everything from that planet there they even had a recreation of the like the uh, millennium falcon and like tie fighter chase through the other half of like that fallen star destroyer so one half was like the scavenger side and the other half was like that scene where they're racing through it it was like really well done even for the rest of star wars miniland so it was kind of sad to see all that go I oh. I mean I, I find it sad that they got rid of it. I'm still just like genuinely impressed by Miniland and like the moving parts and everything. It's something that as a kid I would have been very, very intrigued by. Um just because I you know, that that was just the kind of kid I was. Like I I was very 
interested in things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I also, I, I just remembered I skipped over an entire land. Oh, what's that? Um, so it's a very forgettable land because it's not very well themed. The Lego Technic land. It's in between Miniland and the Imagination Zone. So it's kind of like on the way to the Pirates area off to the right or something. Um, so that has the relocated roller coaster I mentioned before. Um, I forget where it's from and it was themed to something else before. But whenever they relocated here to Florida, they named it the Lego Technic Test Track. That name didn't last very long, as you could guess. Um, I forget what they renamed it to because they recently rethemed it and made it a VR coaster, and now oh, it's called the Great Lego Race. Yeah, I, I, was, I was about to say, like, I just uh, that that's where I thought you were going was the Great Lego Race because I had it right down here in my notes. Yeah, um, it used to be called Lego Technic Test Track, and like, like even whenever the park opened, I was a kid. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how they got away with naming it Test Track, and then <laughs> test like track. about like six months later, they like dropped the Test Track and it was like the Lego Technic Coaster. That's way too hard to say. <laughs> I can't. Um, but it's a wild mouse. It's nothing too special. Yeah. Uh, the VR is pretty neat, though. It's the only VR coaster I've ever really done. Um, the VR goggles have like Lego eyes on the front of them. So like if you're off, like not riding the ride, everyone with the VR goggles on kind of look like they have minifigure eyes. <laughs> um, it's really well done, honestly. I, I think like it's probably one of the better experiences there if it's working properly. I mean, you know, there's VR problems with like every VR coaster. So I, I wouldn't really lay that on Legoland necessarily to where like sometimes it doesn't sync up well or the, the goggles don't really stay on when you go down drops and stuff. Right. Um, I, when I say they don't stay on, I don't I don't mean they fall off completely, but they kind of get a little loose. and You have to like hold it on your head and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but overall, like usually it syncs up pretty well. The visuals are really well done and stuff. And um, and they, they sync up a lot of it really like well to where like it just kind of makes sense to like um where the the drop for the coaster makes it look like um you're going down a hill and then whenever you start to go up it's like a bunch of mini figures are building a ramp for you so you could fly up into the air <laughs> and then like uh that part at the top of the coaster is like you your car turned into a plane and you're flying around and stuff like that and then um, all the turns make sense. So, like, you know, it's a wild mouse. So, right. they're, like, really crazy sharp turns. So, like, there's one where it looks like you're driving in a forest. And then, like, the path that you're about to go down gets blocked by a fallen tree. So, you take a sharp turn. And that's the turn in the coaster. Um, and it's really cool at the end. When you hit the brake run, the VR thing goes into slow motion. And, like, um, all the cars around you since they're made of legos they all crash into each other and the pieces go flying in the air and you're driving underneath all the wreckage like in slow motion and that's the brake run so it's like <laughs> it's timed up so good like it's honestly like they're, they're they're it's like very admirable that they did that like it's like good on you legoland it's kind of cool um it makes the wait time super long for it though but the coolest thing is it's like um it's not required they give you the vr goggles before you get into the vehicle they're not attached to the vehicle so if you don't want to do the vr you can totally bypass it and just ride it like a normal coaster if you want to honestly i mean i i, I i'm not a big fan of vr coasters but i feel like for a wild mouse it works it does well 
And it would yeah, be it's a simple fun. coaster, so it's like great for the families. It's like baby's first VR coaster, I guess. Um, I've never done any of the other ones. I really wanted to do the Kraken one, but that didn't even last a year before they ditched that, which is a waste because that looked really good too. <laughs> <laughs> I know Fun Spot has one, but if I'm talking about theme parks that are not good with COVID stuff, Fun Spot is somehow a hundred times worse than Legoland. Hot Spot. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, <laughs> They're oh, hate that me. totally escaped my memory. I'm kind of glad I went back to Fun Spot. Um, so Cypress Gardens had four coasters. Well, five at one point. Mm-hmm. They um they imported a wooden roller coaster within like the last like year and a half of operation. They 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 thought that was gonna be like a big draw, and it wasn't a big enough draw. So they had this huge wooden coaster just for like a year and a half out there. Um, it was called the Star Flyer. Look it up. I think it's like from a Florida boardwalk somewhere. I did look it up. It, it looked like a fun coaster, but it wasn't enough to really draw people in. Alrighty. So then the other coaster was another off-the-shelf spinner ride called Galaxy Spin. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Um, if you don't know what Galaxy Spin is, well, you do because if you're listening to this, you're probably a Disney fan and you're very well aware of Primeval World same exact coaster minus the theme. It is. It is a spinning wild mouse. There's quite a few local parks around here that have them as well. Yeah, like the, um, I know like some of the Six Flags has it, like the Raging Cajun, I think it's called in Great America or something like that. One of those Six Flag parks. Um, But, yeah. um, That Galaxy Spin coaster after Cypress Gardens closed, that did not stay for Legoland. Fun Spot bought it and it's now in their Kissimmee location. Uh, when it moved to the Kissimmee location, it got a brand sponsorship from Rockstar Energy Drinks. So it was called the Rockstar Energy Coaster for a few years. Then Rockstar dropped their sponsorship. They just took down the Rockstar banner that they hung in front of the Galaxy Spin sign. And they're just like, oh, now it's Galaxy Spin. This is like as of 2020. Like they recently yeah. renamed it back to Galaxy Spin, and it's the same sign, the same ride vehicles from Cypress Gardens. Still there at Fun Spot, and still open unlike Primeval World. <laughs> uh, Primeval World's a mess. I can't believe it. Like, I, I if you think Primeval twice. World's a mess, you should see what Galaxy Spin looks like right now, because that roller coaster looks like it's being held up by toothpicks. Jeez. Oh, it's in terrible condition. (laughs) It looked like I'm afraid to step foot on that coaster. It looks like it's about to fall over every single day. (sighs) There is one last ride I do want to. I do want to. I do want to like do a quick talk about before we head to our final lightning round. Did I forget something? Uh, no. I don't think you forgot it. There's just one ride that I'm interested in, and it is the Aquazone Wave Racers. I don't even know if they're oh, still yeah, there. Yeah. I just think it is. It's, cool. it's right next to the um, Great Lego Race. I just think it's really cool because those rides are not very common in the US. And uh, I just want to ride one just to say I've done it. Like, it doesn't have to be thrilling, it doesn't even have to be fun. I just want to do it because they're very uncommon in the US, and I just want to give it a try. I've never done them just because it's a water ride and I don't want to get red sweat at Legoland so right. there's only like two water rides and stuff, you know? Um, I really do kind of want to do them because they do look fun, but they're not open a lot because one, they're water rides that aren't very popular, so they don't open it up sometimes, you know? Right. I was going to say and two, but I don't really know two. And two. Um, um, uh, but yeah, and then two. usually whenever it is running they're only running one side of it, but it's dueling, so it kind of just feels pointless not pointless but like just 
not as cool, I guess. Right. It just it just looks like it would be fun to try it. Because, like, again, it's just a very uncommon ride in the States. You can find them more overseas. Um, and they, they, they used to be in a lot of European parks. Not as much anymore. Um, but I just want to give it a try. I just think it looks fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think that brings us to our final round, which is our lightning round. Um lightning sounds. Uh, even though lightning doesn't make a sound, but whatever. We're not here to talk about weather. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about theme parks. So, hunting around, I got one, two, three, four, five, six questions to ask you, Rapid Fire. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Favorite coaster? Um, let's see. Um, hmm, that's kind of a tough one because I really don't like them all, anyways. Um, I guess I'm gonna go with, um, dragon and okeechobee rampage because like as a kid okeechobee rampage was like my absolute favorite for some reason like i think there was one night i went on it like 12 times in a row just because like i could (laughs) um and then uh, as dragon i just like the fact that it has a dark ride element at the beginning of it but it's still like you know it's a pretty underwhelming coaster i guess (laughs) um and then big props to the great lego race because i think the vr is really well done on it Fantastic. Next one, fave flat ride. Uh, fave flat ride. Um, let's see. Um, I feel like the answers are going to be similar for these um, because I really like disco at Cypress Gardens, and of course, Mia's riding adventure is like the same thing. Um, I'm trying to see if I could think of something a bit more like interesting to throw in. Uh, Island in the Sky, I guess, was pretty high up whenever it was in Cypress Gardens, and pretty low down when it was in Legoland. <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry, that was good. That that gets up to the cheap. Next one, favorite dark ride? Um, so Cypress Gardens didn't have any dark rides. Um, so I'm just going to say the Santa exhibits. That was the closest thing to a dark ride they had. Um, Legoland, it's definitely Ninjago. I really love the Ninjago ride. It's my favorite. I already mentioned that, but it's it's pretty well done. And it's kind of cheesy and it's fun. Fantastic. Next one is favorite show. Favorite show. Um, Cypress Gardens didn't really have like shows except for the water ski show and the ice skating show, which changed a lot. So um, they did at one point. They tried to like do like a like a sort of like themed children's area, and they were going to call it Bugville. But all they did was introduce mascot characters and build the sign that said Bugville, and they didn't do anything else they promised to do for Bugville. Oh my gosh, that made me sad, because, like, I feel yeah. like that's fun to me. Uh, the, the mascots look absolutely terrifying. Look up the pictures of, like, Cypress Gardens Bugville. I'm gonna have the to. mascots were terrifying. <laughs> um... Yeah, they, I remember seeing a show once. Like, we randomly walked by, like, this, like, large gazebo amphitheater, and they were, like, just putting on a show with those mascot characters. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, Cypress Gardens had the ski show. Of course, that's, like, world famous. So, I, you know, I guess I'll go with that just because, like, it's iconic, and I'm proud I get to say, oh, yeah, I got to see that whenever it was around. Um,. Legoland. Legoland has some shows. I don't even think I've watched a s- single, like, normal show at Legoland. 
I feel like I'd see the ski show pretty regularly just because it's oh, not I've seen something the ski show at Legoland. I'm not a huge fan of the ski show at Legoland just because like it's kind of you know dumbed down because it's not time to right. anymore, and they have like Lego bird costumes. Um, I mean the ski show is okay. Um, what am I? What, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of something. Uh, I guess the 4D movies. Uh, I really like half of the Lego movie one. The other one I watched <laughs> in the 4D theater was Clutch Powers. Um, so it's just kind of like a spy Lego thing. So, um, I, I like the Clutch Powers movie, I guess. <laughs> I think I genuinely enjoyed Clutch Powers for all of it. Like, the same level throughout all of it. Right. Like, I think, like, the first half of the Lego f- movie 4D one is, like, grade a cinema and then the second half is like grade d cinema <laughs> uh so yeah shows are a touchy subject i guess there i remember some seasonal shows that like cypress garden the did ski show they did some sort of witch show during halloween i don't remember a lot of it but <laughs> well fantastic and then our last question is favorite special event all righty i think this one i can delve a bit deeper into um cypress gardens the only event i remember they did was their halloween event they did an event they called it phobia and as a kid i didn't know what phobia necessarily meant besides like fear i guess yeah i mean that's what it is yeah. but like you know i didn't i didn't know it was like an actual word i guess at first because you know it's kind of a big word but they they called their halloween event phobia and they have like a logo with like a big like scarab beetle it's phobia um they would have haunted houses and it was, I don't think it was a separate ticket thing, but it happened after dark or whatever. And they did it like every year. Um, I can't remember all of the haunted house themes. I, n- I didn't go into any of them because like I said, I was a really little kid. I didn't want to. They even had a kid haunted house. I was too scared to go into. Because, you know, <laughs> I feel that because like, I was scared. I didn't go to my first haunted house until I was 16. I mean, like, the only haunt, like, like people, like, love talking HHN stuff with me. I have, like, a whole vast knowledge of HHN stuff. But the only houses I've been through are Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice, and that's it. But that's because I like those <laughs> movies, and I wanted to see the houses. Um, but, yeah, they had, I remember, the only one I remembered was they had, um, they had a house called the Adams Family Crypt. And as a kid, I'm like, is it actually based off of the Adams Family? Or are they just, like, using that name and hoping no one sues them? Like, even as a kid, I was, like, wondering, is this copyright <laughs> infringement? I don't even think I, like, even knew what copyright infringement was as a kid. I feel like you were like, born just, to like, be, like, a theme park lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like, because I was just like, like, there's no way Cypress Gardens, the smallest theme park in the world, has the rights to use the Adams Family in their haunted house. <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, I love it. They had a terror train, though. I got dragged onto that, and that was a huge mistake. But they had um, they had a normal, like, train, like a mini train that would go through the park. And it would be, like, a transportation thing where, like, you'd get on at one section of the park, and it would take you to the other side. It was only, like, a two-stop train thing. Right. But uh, for Halloween, they made it just a full circuit, and they did the terror train, so where you'd get on, and there'd be scare actors all along the train route and stuff, trying to scare you as you're going through. Um, oh, man, I, I was so scared. All I remember was hiding in, like, one of my family members' shirt the whole time, so it was, like, nothing but, like, just darkness and chainsaw noises every, like, couple of minutes. <laughs> I can just see little you just, like, waking on a train like it's, I feel awful because like I've also been because <laughs> that was, yeah, me it was on like a white scary adventure my first time to Magic Kingdom that's like three minutes though the terror train was like 20 
god. <laughs> like I said, it was horrible. a full circuit around the park. That is horrible. Of course, like, the thing is, is, like, you know, we couldn't just stop and get off once, like, we got to the other station because we had to keep on going. The station was being used for a scare. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if, like, my family knew it was going to be that scary or not. Because, like, I like the train. I love the train, like, whenever it was during normal operation hours. Especially during Christmas because they put tons of, like, lights around it and stuff. But Halloween, no. <laughs> okay, and, like, personally, I already know you're not a big fan of scary stuff. So, like, yeah. I, I just I just feel so bad for you. <laughs> Yeah, like I like I said, I did like the Ghostbusters house. I think a lot of people have probably done that. I'm not going to talk about Beetlejuice because only like a handful of people did it. Right. But like with with Ghostbusters, like I think I only got scared like maybe like really good twice, and like that was like maybe my threshold. Um, I think Beetlejuice is a little scarier, but like Ghostbusters is like was probably considered the least scariest thing at HHN 29, except for maybe Stranger Things, which I didn't get to do that because of the wait time. But like, like that was my threshold. There was like two good scares. I'm like, yeah, I, I think that's all, all I can do. Uh, <laughs> you were like, two I, scares is my fun level, and we're good. Yeah, we're good. I, I like, I like, I kind of like the light scares to where like you know you kind of see them coming, but they still kind of get a tiny little jump out of you just because you don't know when it's coming. Right. You know, I like those. Those are those are fine for me. But anything above that, no. Like, uh, I would almost say, fell on the floor because of that librarian in the freaking <laughs> Ghostbusters house. I would say you enjoy, like, a dark ride scare that's not really there to terrify you. Just give you, like, a, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, my whole aesthetic is I like spooky things, but I don't like scary things. Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice are, like, some of my favorite movies of all time, alongside, like, Gremlins, and those are the only three Horror Nights houses I'll ever go through, and I've done two of them, so now they just have to build the Gremlins house for me. <laughs> Uh, write a request put it in the box <laughs> yeah gremlin's house hhn it would make so much sense especially with social distancing because it would be mostly puppets it really does it really does and they're so good with puppets now like you know yeah like ghostbusters had some great puppets i think great i um, agree did they have puppets I mean, they had, like, special effects. I don't think Ghostbusters... No, I mean, Werewolf Ghostbusters... in London had some of the most terrifying puppets ever. Oh, yeah, then. they did. It's, the, yeah, it's I... like, one of the only houses to ever be there twice because it was so good. Yeah. Um, I just remembered now. Um, they had the terror dogs in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those were puppets. Um, those were pretty cool, but you could see them in the wall. Right. So, like, they, they just, you know, they turned off their glowing eyes to try to hide, but you could still see them. So, like, the scare was just their eyes glowing and then barking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't do a lot of scary stuff. Oh, uh, special <laughs> events for Legoland. I was already going on my, like, almost post-show tangent, but... <laughs> um goodness Legoland they have a few small events around the year they do brick or treat during Halloween I was like, that's the only that one I know fine. just because I think the name is really cute oh um there's one event I've always wanted to go to at Legoland but I never like get the time to do it uh like once a year they do a kids bop weekend where the kids bop kids themselves will come to Legoland no and they don't I wanted to be a yes. kids bop kid so bad when they I was have a, a whole kid. um I mentioned how, like, at the beginning, like, an hour ago when we started recording, <laughs> I mentioned that they built uh, two amphitheaters for the ski show. Right. Uh, only one is being used at Legoland for the um, 
the ski show and the other one sits empty most of the year but it's now been dedicated as the kids bop theater and i think that's where they perform whenever they do come is in that amphitheater i love that can't wait to go and hear a kids bop version of wop um so you know we'll just see what happens um Um, (laughs) kids bop i think are actually like sponsored by legoland or vice versa or whatever so they play a lot of kids bop in the park and then like um the last event i went to at legoland was last year's brick or treat and um they played like nothing but like the halloween like cd for kids bop and there's like a few songs i didn't even know like kids bops did covers too and i just think it's like the best thing ever um they did the prelude for little shop of horrors but it's you know kids bop you know i really do love that song i don't think they changed many of the lyrics in that one but the other one that i really like one of my favorite halloween songs is werewolves of london and there is a kids bop version and they do change the lyrics no there's that. not i don't, I don't um, hear so it. you know so so in the song they say um a little old lady got mutilated late last night in the original version yeah. uh, i think the kids bop version says a little old lady got terrified late last night you know honestly not not too bad of a change like oh, i accept oh. it the, the funny one, um, there's the part of the song he's like, you better stay away from him, he'll rip your lungs out, Jim. Um, I think that the kids' pop version, they say, you better stay away from him, he'll scare you silly, Jim. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it would scare you silly. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I can't believe I, I was so into those CDs as a kid, and I will very much say that I loved them. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, I think, uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, and that's going to bring us close to the end of this episode. But before we go, it's time for plugs. So, Ant, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Let's see. I am on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, under The Theme Geek. Two underscores in there between The Theme and Theme Geek. Um, tweets, pictures, I guess. I don't use instagram a lot especially after the current update which will probably date this video by a lot well that and the ratatouille reference from earlier yeah um but yeah i'm very active on twitter almost too active on twitter help me Um, (laughs) that's true you're always on twitter (laughs) yeah if i'm not at work i'm on twitter (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's it's true like i will be on twitter all the time and i'm like okay aunt tweeted and they tweeted again and they tweeted again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all i do okay. I, I mean turn off my retweets if you follow me unless you want to see like stuff that doesn't even relate to theme parks or whatever <laughs> i feel like anytime i actually tweet it's about theme parks but like half of my retweets are either like video games or like something else <laughs> i do highly recommend you follow uh you follow them on uh all their social medias i enjoy what they post um uh a, a lot. I, I do. Um, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at scott 21 or look up Dyslexic. Follow me on Instagram at Dyslexic96 and on TikTok at Dyslexic. And you can listen to the Dyslexic podcast every week. That's going to do it for us for another episode. If you like this episode, you can check out all of season one and two of Dyslexic and season one of Ultimate Imagineer, which, spoiler alert, Ant one. Um, hey! Yeah, and season two is coming soon announcements are coming so if you're listening to this announcements are coming soon so get ready if you want to compete get ready because the announcement is coming very very soon for season two uh which means the crown of ultimate imagineer will be passed from ant to uh somebody else during this time so you have had a full year's reign as the ultimate imagineer and uh i am very uh, happy about that for you because i feel like it was very well deserved um 
It was. I got to buy a cool hat because of it. You should. You know what? I should like make a hat and send it to you as like as the ultimate Imagineer hat, and then. Oh yeah, yeah, true. That, that'll be the new prize. But the the prize the prize the first time around was a Disney gift card. So I bought a nifty hat from Disney World. It was, and just to entice people to do it this time around, I guess. Yes, and you got it eventually. Um. <laughs> Uh, I mean, COVID kind of, kind of like, yeah. put put a wrench into things because when, whenever they got like the chances, like, oh, hey, I can send you the gift card. The parks were closed. I'm like, just wait until they reopen. I was, I was like, do you want it now? And you were like, no, not until I'm I can not buy using something. It anytime soon. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. It was a good time. No way in hell I'm using the Shop Disney site. <laughs> But yes, you have uh, had a year reign as Ultimate Imagineer, and maybe you'll come back uh, to maybe help us quote-unquote crown a new Ultimate Imagineer. Um, We'll talk about that later. But yes, um, thank you so much for being on. Um, Oh, I totally forgot there was more to that (laughs) outro. Uh, but yes, season one of Ultimate Imagineer, season two is coming soon. Um, you can find all that on uh, all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and so on. If you really, really like this episode, then you can share with your friends and family and give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. I'd greatly appreciate it. I would love for this show to grow and get to more people. I try to make it a very inclusive podcast with different topics that a lot of people don't cover. I try to make it where a lot of people don't cover um, but, you know, there's always overlap here and there. But I would greatly appreciate it if you shared this show. Um, thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure you wash your hands for 20 seconds using soap. Don't be nasty. Um, wear your mask over your nose and mouth. It goes over your nose and your mouth. But you listen to dyslexic, so I know you don't wear a mask wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just, it just, if you listen to this, I know you're smart. Um, <laughs> and then social distance. Please um, do your best to social distance while you're out and about. And six feet apart. Yes. I think that's like two minions long. Ew, minions. <laughs> I just remember Universal saying that once. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, but th- with all that being said, have an amazing week, and I will see you all later. Bye, everybody.